branch operations, remote work, you name it, COVID-19 has driven profound change in banking. Danny Baker and Josh Spisak, both from Fiserv, join us to discuss how financial services providers are digitally responding to the pandemic's impacts. Actionable insights can help power smart decisions. Each week, the BAI Banking Strategies podcast focuses on important issues facing financial services leaders, as well as the emerging trends that are rapidly reshaping the financial industry. I'm Terry Badger, your host and the managing editor at BAI. Pull up a chair and join us. Banks and credit unions have digitally adapted to COVID, although not all of them at the same speed or intensity. Denny Baker, VP Market Strategy at Fiserv, and Josh Spisak, Senior Product Manager, are here to talk about how they've been seeing their customers respond to the pandemic and where those efforts go from here. So Danny and Josh, thanks for being with us on the BAI Banking Strategies podcast. Thanks, Terry. Uh, certainly glad to be here and speaking with you today. Yeah, thanks a lot, Terry. Good to be here. So Danny, we hear a lot about digital transformation in financial services these days, especially in the context of the COVID pandemic. This idea of transformation is very broad, so there are a lot of different ways to think about it. You work in this world every day. How do you think about digital transformation? Yeah, digital transformation certainly is a broad term and very prevalent in lots of industry news and has been for some time now. But digital transformation certainly does refer to the transformation of the digital, i.e. the mobile and online banking experience between an FI and their customer. But that experience is as much about the effective fulfillment of financial products and services digitally as it is about the device interaction experience. Therefore, digital transformation must also include the digitalization of business processes. And that is processes from front office to back office and everything in between. The benefits of digital transformation are therefore twofold, really. Improvement of the customer experience, and through the digitalization of front-to-back business processes, automating the interaction between people and systems or systems and systems, thereby saving time and money by freeing up people's time to do other, much more highly valuable work. Based on that view of what digital transformation is, when you look out at the banking industry now, what do you see? Baseball season is just getting underway right now, so putting it in baseball terms, what inning do you think banks and credit unions are in with their digital transformations? Yeah, I love that. I'm a baseball guy, so I like thinking about this in those terms. So I might suggest that maybe the broad industry, so not necessarily all FIs, as certainly some have many in some cases, have progressed quickly in the pervasiveness of their digital transformation initiatives. But in the broad industry, not so much. And I would say, therefore, it's not so much in a particular inning, but maybe just still in spring training meaning they're all playing a game, you know, a full game of shortened innings, but it consists of trying things out or testing certain plays versus a, maybe a full-blown game or full-blown season. This is actually a good practice, no pun intended. Starting by digitally transforming and automating one critical business process is a good start. That alone can broaden your thinking about all that could and really should be digitally transformed. The key is to not stop there. And with the pandemic accelerating all things digital, digitally transforming front to back office processes is not a luxury. It's an imperative. So, Josh, 
It's pretty well accepted that the disruption caused by the pandemic has accelerated the move to digital within the industry. Is that what you're seeing as well from your vantage point? And if so, how's that playing out? For sure. We definitely saw the acceleration, especially in those customer-facing applications. So there's less emphasis really on the back office automation. I don't think that that pullback means that it went away. It still needs to happen. It just got put on hold, right? I think on the backside of this pandemic, we'll see the acceleration there again. One of the pain points, I think, of the pandemic kind of shined a light on these manual and paper-intensive processes. They've been automated previously to this. You know, institutions would have been better suited to shift so quickly. What do you think accounts for that slower progress in general on digitally transforming the back office side of the business. Are you seeing this more in certain corners of the industry, for instance, say credit unions versus banks or smaller players relative to the bigger ones? Well, what I think is interesting about the pandemic here is we saw kind of two different dynamics. In some cases, we actually did see a slowdown in the adoption of the back office transformation, but instead focused and shifted to bolstering the support of the infrastructure, right? Even though we saw that kind of the adoption of newness of the translation of those back office processes, but we saw more of an adoption of the accelerating kind of the bolstering of that infrastructure. And, you know, and we saw that kind of acceleration in the mid to smaller tier institutions as they, you know, really try to keep up and compete with the larger institutions. We'll see more acceleration for sure things as we come out of this in 2021 and 2022. So, Josh, for those who are lagging in automating their back office, are they paying any kind of market price for that? Let me put it another way. Are, are those who are ahead in automating, are they gaining an edge for having done that? Absolutely, they are gaining an edge in institutions that are both head and in, in back office and front office digital transformation. And I think it's also important to understand and look at this from a competition perspective for those institutions that are, you know, the mid-tier to lower tier type institutions. It's critical for them to look at this digital transformation to gain that competitive edge or even just to be competitive with their peers and then also to the top 10, top 20 and becoming more competitive overall. So for sure, yeah, they are paying a price for that per se. We're in a challenging business environment for banks right now. We're still in a recession. Interest rates are in the tank, and they're likely to stay there for a while. New competitors popping up all over the place. Danny, it seems like any kind of edge would be a useful thing to have right about now, right? Yeah. A challenging business environment is no understatement, and having an edge is critical. One thing that I think is universally accepted now is that most of the trends that we see in financial services were there before the pandemic. COVID has just accelerated them. Rates were low before. Competition and consolidation was there before, et cetera. I think it's very important then when you think about and tackle digital transformation initiatives to not only think about it from an efficiency perspective, but also from an effectiveness perspective. Don't confuse the means with the end, meaning efficiency is good and we all need to be more efficient, but why? Well, one why is to free up time so our teams can focus on more high value work, but the real why is to be more effective because more effectiveness is required to be agile and resilient. Two foundational imperatives to surviving and thriving today and into the future. Josh, let me bring it back to you. What have you learned either through data or anecdotally about how your clients are using their content management capabilities differently, perhaps more comprehensively during the COVID disruption? 
you know, I think more comprehensively is, is really the best way to put it. What we saw was just our customers kind of flat out expanding the use, but also expanding the access. So there's kind of two different narratives there. Because if we think about, you know, what happened, it makes complete sense from an access perspective. You know, we think about pre-COVID. There were some use cases, still customers, even in today's world in, in 2019, 2020, that were dealing with physical paper and, you know, physical desks. So there may have been a business process that, you know, someone fills out a physical piece of paper, walks it over to say Susie's desk, and, you know, she enters some things into another system. You know, eventually downstream, they would get to scan and store that into a content management platform. Now, fast forward, right? The pandemic hit and pull back and we can't go to that physical access anymore. So that really just means expanding not only the use, but the access of that content management application. Personalizing the customer experience is another top priority financial institutions, particularly as digital banking's reach continues to grow. So Danny, how can back office automation help banks and credit unions provide that personal touch? that they see as being so important. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at the core competitive issues that banks and credit unions have faced, particularly from the fintechs, you see the challenge of digital natives drifting away, possibly because banks and credit unions no longer know their customers better than anyone else. When thought about more deeply, that digitally enabled customer interaction is about understanding the customer member and transforming the entire relationship to a digitally facilitated relationship. Digitally matching up the customer's banking needs and desires with the institution's needs and desires. Well, that requires the active capture and use of customer insights from every single interaction. Then those insights give power to automation, enabling efficiency and effectiveness. Some have referred to this as intelligent automation, which is generally defined as a combination of automation and cognitive capabilities that improves not only process automation, but also decision-making, both of which are required to deliver the real experience desired by the customer or member. So what I'm hearing is that there is some progress being made in terms of bringing the back office up to digital speed and efficiency, albeit faster in some places than others. Let's look ahead a bit. COVID has been a key driver for the past year, but now with the vaccines, the urgency to go more digital may well ease off. Let me ask both of you what you see going forward. Can you see the next driver out there or what that next driver might be? Josh, maybe you could start. It's absolutely an accurate statement that, you know, we're going to see the urgency go away, but we're not going to see the interest in digital, when I'm using air quotes here, go away, right? From a digital transformation perspective, that's going to stay, that's going to flourish. What I think drives the adoption of things like that are, you know, digital first, cloud first, you know, I think those concepts are going to be very prevalent. And I think from a future perspective, one of the biggest things that I see kind of on the horizon here, and I don't know if it's two, three, four or five years down the line, but it's the introduction of blockchain like concepts, right? Not so much in the cryptocurrency sense, but the use of blockchain as a ledger, that is going to be the next big thing I think that's going to come into either the content services world or just the banking world in general. Danny, what are you seeing? I agree with uh, Josh on some of those trends and drivers. You know, some people like to refer to our times as being a new normal, but I like the other phrase that gets tossed around better, maybe a next normal. I think we all agree, again, that COVID has introduced some new things, but mostly accelerated things, especially the move to digital. However, I really don't necessarily think that the urgency will ease up. I mean, customer expectations get heightened and generally don't go backwards. In a way, customer expectations themselves have been transformed. 
And it's like the impact that Amazon has had on retail. Now, another retail organization's app experience may be just as good or even better than Amazon's. However, if you can't get your purchase by tomorrow, it won't matter. So for banks and credit unions to remain relevant and remain around, there will need to be a heightened focus on delivering more predictive and seamless customer experiences. So I don't know that it's a new driver, but it's really pressing on weaknesses that have already been there. And one of those is about process automation, but one of those is also about the true use, I should say, of analytics. Talked about a lot, a lot of noise, a lot of dabbling, but not necessarily embedded in critical processes that, again, drive that efficiency and effectiveness that I was talking about. More blockchain, more automation. Both of those seem to make sense as the digitization of banking continues. So Josh Spizak, Senior Product Manager at Fiserv, and Danny Baker, VP Market Strategy. Thanks again for sharing your observations and your insights with us on the Banking Strategies podcast. Thanks, Terry. Thank you very much. A few takeaways from our conversation with Danny Baker and Josh Spisak from Fiserv. First, the current banking environment for banks and credit unions is plenty challenging, what with the pandemic, repressed rates, and competition from all sides. Smaller institutions are particularly feeling the squeeze, and many are increasingly looking to digital to generate efficiencies. But our guests from Fiserv say efficiency isn't enough. Banks and credit unions also need to focus on being effective in how they serve their customers and members. COVID has been accelerating digital transformation for the past year, and that will continue for a little while longer at least. But what's the next key driver coming over the horizon? Josh Spisak is looking several years into the future when he envisions wider use of the blockchain and banking back offices, not in its prevalent use now in mining cryptocurrencies, but rather as a distributable digital ledger. And when Danny Baker looks out to the future, he sees a continuation of the current digital trend as banks and credit unions work to develop seamless customer experiences. In his view, the pandemic has heightened customer expectations for speed and convenience from all of their financial interactions. To meet these expectations, he points to more automation and greater use of analytics to drive both efficiency and effectiveness. Thanks for listening to this week's BAI Banking Strategies podcast. I'm Terry Badger, Managing Editor at BAI. Please join us for our next conversation on a topic that's important to the financial services industry.